Alex, what did you um, forget to do? Nothing. I'll repeat the question, obviously. Um, mm. What did you forget to do, Alex? I didn't book the guest. Didn't book the guest. Didn't book the guest, thank you. So when are we actually going to do parenting part two? Two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> fuck's sake alex hi there and welcome to episode 45 of the adhd adults podcast i'm james brown usually by my own admission actually quite grumpy about working with alex but today i am so excited about how much alex is going to hate this topic that i'm actually looking forward to working with him so i'm delighted to be joined by that very said man recently voted least likely ever to seduce anyone and yet improbably having had four children alongside zero sex appeal dr alex connor hi Chicka chicka wah wah. I mean, you've just proved my point immediately, <laughs> straight away about zero sex appeal. What did Lisa, who was obviously lovely, seeing you when you first met? Is it was it just like a really really long rebound period? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't care anyway, so don't answer. Okay. Um, but how are you? He says, warily. Excellent, thank you. Yeah, really good. Podcast numbers are still going up inexplicably, and almost as you you incorrectly often say. Um, <laughs> exponentially, um, but we are we are still some way behind Gabby Logan. That's uh, we've already yeah, <clears throat> we've discussed this though. That's because clearly she spunk trumpets a lot, and yeah. I fought for us to change top tips to spunk trumpeting, mm-hmm, largely just to combat Gabby Logan's success on her podcast, the name of which I don't know. Um, and I also think it's probably where Joe Rogan's managed to be so successful with his podcast and spunk trumpets all the time. That and obviously talks bollocks. I don't know who that is. It's not surprising. Anyway, we've, no, we've had a letter, James, from one of our many, many thousands of listeners. It's from, um, I'm just going to check. It's from a Robert from Kidderminster. And he writes, I've just heard the ADHD and Mothers podcast. James's mother has asked me to tell him he forgot his letter excusing him from the gym for this week and all previous weeks. Thanks, Robert. I'll let him know. Uh, we've had a real letter from from Amy, I asked, over on the Facebooks. She first wrote to us about the dopamine playlist on Spotify that we do. Mm-hmm. She wrote, thank you so much. I will apologise in advance for my husband and his fucked up taste adding songs to it. Then she said, can I also say how much we love the podcast? My husband is awaiting a diagnosis and found the podcast by chance. It is amazing to find something so informative, but an amazing sense of humour. It is like listening to his life story being read back to you. The chemistry between you and Moonface, as my husband calls Alex, as he never remembers his name. It's fan- this is one of James's. It is fantastic. And I'm so very grateful to have found this podcast. Also, also, I personally love what has James lost found this place this week. If I hadn't pers- like actually spoken to Amy, I wouldn't believe that this was a true email. We like most of your letters coming in, but this one <clears throat> grates a bit. Baffling taste. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Awful. Thanks, Amy. We love Thank them you. all. And we are still also growing our international base. We now have... One, two, three countries, 123 countries. We think the new one might be Paraguay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a a huge Eguahipara to our Paraguayan listener. James, I'm assuming they speak Guarani rather than Spanish. I've I've been Googling again. 
And apologies for my poor long-distance nail assimilation. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just taking a second um, because I'm obviously I've gone from being really thrilled about doing this episode mm. to instantly spending time in your presence, really fucking annoyed. There's no real yeah. response to that, is there? You do you realise now you can put on your CV that you've bored listeners in more than a hundred <laughs> countries? This is literally just a vehicle for you to amplify your pathetic dad jokes, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as usual, this skid marked pair of underpants with a hole in the seam of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. <laughs> Last week, we did parenting part one, and we had the brilliant Jess on to talk about being a mother. And this week, because Alex forgot to arrange the guests for parenting part two, which I'm, again, so looking forward to because you're going to get eviscerated, Al, we're focusing on a different but equally very important issue sex. Now, mostly the reason for this is because in the deepest, in the deepest fibers of my body, I know that Alex is going to fucking hate this and I just can't wait to watch him squirm. So the three parts, as usual, include Alex, a psychoeducation monkey talking about sex. You will vomit during this, I promise you. Our personal reflections on sex, which now I read it back. I mean, how fucking ludicrous a sentence is that? You know, what a person reflections, I don't know, take it or leave it, mate. Yeah, do what not, you want. Not always, not always for me. Um, and the third and final bit, and I, I can't stress how this will be purely hypothetical today, we'll cover some top tips, although maybe just a tip will be more appropriate for this subject. In it. So, Alex, if it's possible, can you talk about sex and ADHD without us losing, broadly speaking, two thirds of our listeners forever? I'm promising nothing. So, sex is defined as I am no joking. That is a joke. Even I can't pull that one off, James. I I think I feel like in editing, I need to maybe add a ding every time. There's going to be a double entendre in this. Every time I say pull that one off, exactly pull that off. Yeah, and there's going to be more that are going to crop up. So I might have to do that in in editing. Yes. <laughs> Good. Are you going to yeah. uh, force that sound down everybody's throats, James? <laughs> I'm going to pause so you can add the sound yeah. effect. <laughs> I think we're already up to probably two or three dings so far. So, um, well done. Good start. Oh, you've counted those, have you? I can tell you're not counting, James. You've still got your shoes and socks on. Right. Sex. Fuck Sexy it. times. Getting jiggy with it. Getting it on. It's what we, I've lost track. What am I doing? Why are we talking about sex? We have covered ADHD in relationships a bit back in episode... 112, I don't know. And back then we discussed issues with intimacy when one or both partners has ADHD. Today we are awkwardly drilling down into that subject, but focusing specifically on the impact ADHD can have on on sexual intercourse. (laughs) By adulthood, individuals with ADHD can experience difficulties engaging, coping, and being satisfied in romantic relationships. In addition to this poor romantic relationship functioning, ADHD... In a study that was diagnosed during, of people diagnosed during childhood, those people as adults, um, their ADHD means it's associated with later risky sexual behaviour. Giggling away. Well, it's just the idea, the idea of children becoming people who are adults when they're older just made, just made me laugh and what else they're going to become. So risky sexual behaviour, <clears throat> I would imagine for you is what? Socks off, Al? <laughs> Actually just vomited a little bit, even at the thought of that. Apologies, this is definitely going to be harder than I thought. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Ser- just seriously, though, this fascinates me. 
what what's considered risky i mean it, you know sex on the bonnet of my brother's car while i'm snorting coke off a laminated photo of the queen what what's risky sexual behavior <laughs> how is your dad thinking of that <laughs> it, <laughs> okay, actually, this is a good time before we get started on a, for a couple of disclaimers for today's show. The the first is that we we forgot to get a guest a guest for today. So this bullshit is brought to you by two white men. Hello, that's the intersectional equivalent of choosing your prime minister based on whether they went to Eton. And um, also, a lot of the research we're going to talk about was is on heterosexuality, but we think for most groups it will be broadly similar. Yeah, I mean. It's also important to say that we never really apologise for what we ludicrously call banter on this podcast for our, for our bants. But in this case, it, it's it's likely that I am going to rip shit out of you about sex, belittling yeah. you, demeaning you, making gags. Yeah. You'll probably attempt to do the same to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a very ham-fisted kind of haphazard way. Yeah. Um, but what what may happen during this podcast is we might make a joke about an element of sexual dysfunction, which in reality is not funny in real life. And so it's just to kind of put a big clax on Alex there. Yeah, clax on. That, yeah. that if we're making jokes about each other, it's not it's not real. You know, this is this is it's, in a way I wouldn't say an act because I'll obviously look at Alex's round head; it's perfectly spherical. Not everything yeah. that I say um, isn't based in reality. But actual sexual dysfunction in real life isn't funny, and clearly no one is ridiculous or should be ridiculed for having issues around sex, even if it's me. We've never done that before, have we? That no. but we, people know, I think. Anywho, risky sexual behaviour or RSB, which is worryingly close to RSD for rejection sensitive dysphoria, which coincidentally James gets before, during, and after sex. <laughs> anyway, again, RSB, risky sexual behaviour, commonly refers to unprotected sex, multiple sexual partners, hazardous sexual uh, sexual activity, such as sex while intoxicated. Sorry. Hazardous. It's not. It's not a fucking obstacle course unless it's done properly. No. Now, most of the research in this area has focused on. I'm ignoring you. Has focused on adolescence <laughs> as risky sexual behaviour is a public health problem during adolescence for obvious reasons. Uh, STIs, unwanted pregnancies, etc., etc. Collectively, the researchers reported that. And I can't convey how much I love the the wording of this bit. The research has shown that ADHD is associated with. Early sexual debut. Debut. <laughs> That's l- losing your virginity early. Early sexual debut. Also, multiple sexual partners and more partner pregnancies. If there isn't um, currently a band out there with the name Sexual Debut, then the music industry is dead, Al, in my opinion. I can't believe you let, you let me get say debut and not, not have a go at it. Um, I did hear you say debut, <laughs> debut. and ob- obviously, I'm just, listen, it's a balancing act. I'm trying to temper my pure um, hatred. De- de- no, no, no. Well, delight at the fact that I am having to watch you awkwardly mm. discuss stuff that you really aren't comfortable with. No. With, with, with that, that burning, passionate loathing of everything you are as a person um, in every sense of the possible word. So I will, I will miss some things today because I'm a bit distracted by how much I'm enjoying having to watch you say some words, Alex. I'm ignoring you. So alongside risky sexual behaviour, which can persist into adulthood, leading to increased risk of extramarital congress. I looked that up, James. It isn't a band name either. <laughs> Although I went to see extramarital congress at Glastonbury. There, <laughs> there were loads of other issues around sex and ADHD, which probably warrant a mention. Fear of physical intimacy is increased in those with more symptoms of ADHD. 
and those with more symptoms also have lower expectations for intimacy in their relationships. Chicken, meat, egg, and both chicken and egg meat, <laughs> RSD. People, people with ADHD and various... That's my I, I, Google I thing yeah, going off. I can't let that go. I think I let that go. <laughs> Chef, I've just said her name. No, it's all right. She didn't go off. I think she went off recently. She, I've just added an agenda to my... Wow. Like, oh, sorry, Alex, carry on. This is so, this is so fucking professional. Very professional. Podcast, isn't it? Very professional. Yeah, it's awful. Right, people with ADHD, in various studies report, and please understand that I will avoid after this list saying, and that's just a Tuesday for James, that's what I want to say, but I'm not going to. In fact, just in, if you're listening, can you say it in your head for me after I've said this list? So they report high sexual desire, masturbating more frequently, having less sexual satisfaction and having more sexual dysfunction than the general population. I think I coped with that very well. Because you did. I, 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 yeah, obviously it's, it's an open goal for both of us in many ways. And I do regret asking this, even as I say it, because it's just like an open fucking goal for you to make a gag, gag at my expense. But kind of what is sexual dysfunction? Yeah, so uh, according to our old friend, the DSM-5, that's the same diagnostic manual often used to define ADHD, sexual dysfunction is characterised by an incapacity to respond sexually or experience sexual pleasure, pleasure despite adequate stimulation. I've been, I've been, I was very, yeah, I was very, very intently actually watching you then just to see if, and it crept out at the end, that awkward, awkwardness <laughs> for you having to talk about these words, Alex, about sexual dysfunction and masturbation mm. and erections and you did well until the end and then it masturbation is plural uh, you did well till the end and then it came out and you know what it was glorious oh god i know james i am not made for this i've never ever in my life wanted a job where i have to say despite adequate stimulation in front of jane anywho so this obviously isn't just an ADHD thing. Up to 40% of women and 30% of men in the general population report suffering from some form of sexual dysfunction. Uh, sexual dysfunctions can include premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, erectile disorder, female orgasmic disorder, female sexual interest arousal disorder, male hypoactive dis uh, sexual desire disorder, and many others. As for the why... There isn't a lot of research that focuses on why this happens, but most research, yet again, points to mo symptoms, mo problems. Are you allowing that, James? Me to say that? Yeah, you know what? Just for today, Al. Just for today, because I'm so happy to see you awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm going to let that slide. Okay, right then. So, if you stop for a second and think about the core and associated symptoms of ADHD, I mean, stop now, don't not stop during sex, and think about the core and associated symptoms of ADHD. That's tension issues, impulsiveness, mind-wandering, RSD, emotional dysregulation, blah, blah. It's no blooming wonder that for some people with ADHD, sex is a figurative minefield, James. We know that we get distracted, that isn't a secret. And so getting distracted, distractibility, has a negative impact on the sexual response. It's reasonable to assume that inattention could increase the risk of sexual dysfunctions because of distraction, or distractibility, or a lack of focus while actually having sex. Interestingly, ADHD is also associated with hypersexuality. Although a recent study found that actually hypersexuality was not more prevalent in ADHD than it was in the general population, but that people with hypersexuality we're more likely to have ADHD. I have to think about that. That's well, ironically, James. That's a bit of a head fuck. <laughs> we also know, yeah, 
We also know that ADHD subjects can hyperfocus when engaged in activities that they find rewarding or which provides that instant gratification. So that hypersexuality might uh, fit in with that. It's also how come, how come James has already completed Pornhub? <laughs> I got that. Again. I got that. I got that badge during lockdown. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that, Alex. I, I, to be honest, you look a little bit red faced. Yeah, I didn't. Like maybe that. not as red. Maybe not as red faced as I wanted, but it was enjoyable. Um, we'll give you all now a chance to clean the, the vomit from your collective listening devices before we come back with some personal reflections, um, which Ooh. will almost certainly make you vomit twice as hard. It were in part two. <laughs> Bing. Hello and welcome back to episode 45 of the ADHD Adults, where we are talking about ADHD and going to bed with each other. This is part... <laughs> we weren't talking about that in the fucking break. <laughs> this is part two of ADHD and sex, where we uh, we do personal reflections of the theme. James, I'm going to invite you to go first on this one, please. What, what a surprise, Al. Um... Okay, thank thank you for that invitation. Obviously, I um, so uh, listen. Apologies in advance to Mrs. ADHD for everything I'm about to say and her family. Hi, Dave. Um, that might be listening to this. And let's be honest, I'm going to apologise to anybody who's still listening to this because mm. this can't be comfortable listening to to this. You know, no. talk about sex. Luckily, I have no shame at all and secure enough relationship that i don't have to pretend i'm studly good fuck i'm happy to to massively share the issues that i have and have had studly um, good fuck <laughs> studly good fuck yeah that's a good idea <laughs> but 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 i think obviously i kind of alluded to this um I've spoken to Mrs. ADHD about this. And when we first talked about this episode, I said to her, it would be good for you if we got you on to have a woman's perspective. And then obviously fucking forgot. And that's one of the reasons that we have got a disclaimer that this is two cis, you know, white men talking about sex. We don't have a woman's perspective. But equally, um, I haven't really checked any of this with her, whether it's okay to say it. So I'm going to get in trouble, probably. But personal reflections on sex. So... I had a chat with somebody recently who contacted us about this, asking for us to cover it. And obviously, you know, they should remain anonymous. Um, and I used, uh, I generally wasn't even kind of joking when I said this. I used the line, it's hard to maintain an erection when you're thinking about crisps. And fundamentally, that is for males who have ADHD engaging with a sexual relationship. Okay, take crisps out and put whatever it is you're interested in, Alex, kings and queens during the medieval times. Yeah, that lack of focus when you're meant to be focusing 100% on the person that you love and their needs, which obviously you've never done, um, losing that focus and, you know, whether you are male or female, you're just losing the arousal, for example, it, it's a massive issue. And it's definitely happened for me in the past. And for, again, this is I'm speaking for all the males out there. Um, second, you start to question your erection. Um, it just deserts you. It goes away. And that is uh, clearly a big issue for men. I'm going to tell you fucking hell this story. So when I first started working with you, Alex, yeah. <clears throat> I'd gone from bottom 10 university in the country to top 10 university. So um, massive imposter syndrome, massive, huge. I thought someone's going to find me out. It's going to be a matter of days before someone taps me on the shoulder and says, you're shit. Why are you here? So uh, on, upon returning from work, 
um, back home one day, I engaged um, in sexual congress with Mrs. ADHD. And during said sexual congress, our boss at the time, because I worked with you, phoned me. And I pushed her off and answered the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You answered the I've phone? Just, I've, just, I've just shivered saying that. Yeah. I pushed, I, I'm not, it wasn't even a, I've got to take this. I pushed her off, reverse cowgirl, if, you, if you're wondering, um, and cool. answered, <laughs> answered the phone call. And obviously at the time, neither of us knew that I had ADHD. I hadn't really talked about imposter syndrome, but what the fuck? I wow. mean, that I'm, I'm not even joking when I say that took probably years to get over for, for, for Samantha's RSD that I thought a phone yeah. call from my boss was more important than our sex life. Looking back on all of this, so much of this makes sense, but I have had massive issues with intimacy throughout not just um, my relationship with Mrs. ADHD, but the past, without going into gory details that will literally cause an explosion of vomit in 123 countries, especially if the focus of activities is me. Struggle with that massively, hugely. Don't like it. So, ah, it's awful. Um, and recently I've managed to kind of overcome this to some extent. And my RSD, as opposed to RSB, so my rejection sensitivity was so... <laughs> powerful that i was and I'm, I'm just opening the fucking the, the goal posts for you here alex but i was um intentionally um celibate for 10 years because i thought you know what if i take myself <clears throat> out of the sexual arena i can't be rejected and i did i did a kind of morrissey thing where it was like no you know what i'm not interested in sex i am completely celibate i'm not going to engage in it because then i can't i didn't add the last but then i can't be rejected nobody can kind of knock me back and the pain that comes with that it's 10 years of not engaging in sexual congress alex i'm only 24 <laughs> it's, yeah, mo it's, mo it's, mo it's most of my life <laughs> yeah i uh, i do um, want to tease that but most of my brain's going should i have added a ding when you said you're opening the goalpost <laughs> i definitely that, i just had a moment we're drinking and nearly fucking choked <laughs> Brilliant. That's much better than teasing you for celibacy. Okay, it, it is. Okay. Anyway, I've got more, Al. I've got more. Go on. Um, Excellent. Um, loss of libido in the past due to medication that I've been on. As everyone knows, I don't just have ADHD. I've got all the coexisting conditions, all of Malik's mm. at the same time, fighting yeah. for attention and for medical treatment. And for a while, um, I was taking painkillers, which I didn't realize would affect my libido. And what's, what's interesting about this, and this is also related to ADHD and sex, is time blindness or time agnosia, that thing we, we covered eons ago in the podcast, means that sometimes I don't know how long it is since I've had sex. And I'm not saying that in a kind of it's forgettable way, but I genuinely don't know. I don't know if it's been days, weeks or months sometimes because I have no concept of how much time has passed. And yeah, when you've yeah, got a reduced, reduced libido, which I have had, you know, I, for portions of my relationship with Mrs. ADHD, sorry, Sam, that means that there are times when she'll feel completely rejected because I'm not making any sexual advances, with a good band name, um, towards her because no libido, no idea when the last time we had sex is, not on my radar, not a thing. <clears throat> just think for a second about the glorious rejection sensitivity that's going to drive in a partner when they're just showing zero interest in you and are not aware of that because... They think, well, no, we do have sex. And then when you actually sit down and look at it, you think, well, maybe that was six months ago. I'm not sure. 
And then related to that rejection sensitivity, and this really compounds that the effect of having a low libido with ADHD is initiating sex when you've got RSD <laughs> is a fucking shit show of the highest order. Almost impossible sometimes. It, it, it's exactly. I mean, what do you do? Do you? Yeah. Equally, the our hatred of routine, but the need for routine, all these things are problems, and therefore this can cause droughts in <laughs> sexual activity. Again, I'm going to sandwich this by just saying sorry, Mrs. ADHD, or her family, or anybody listening for me going into that level of detail. Alex, what about your personal reflections? Limited, I imagine. I hate this. <laughs> No, mine's fine. Move on, man. It's all good. <laughs> okay, no, no, it's not. Not really. Um, I'm, I, I'm not going to talk about my current wife. That's not the right word for what. I'm a, not current wife. I mean my um, wife. My wife of now. I'm not going to accept to say that the the initiating because of RSD is so huge. It can, it can cause relationship problems. Mm, I can yeah. feel I can feel rejected because I sort of did a half-assed touch of her shoulder and didn't. And she didn't go. My God, take me now. And I that's know, she's, she's the same with me. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> she loves you. You're joking. <laughs> so, but, but historically, yes, all of the things intimacy both difficult and necessary for me, and yet I struggle with RSD. So I need intimacy for any kind of sexual feelings and that's very frustrating my RSD is so strong that if I perceive in any way that I'm not wanted then stick a fork in me I'm done you know I'm out of that relationship that room I'm out I have been accused is it the stick a fork in me thing is that what's bothering you I can, I can <laughs> no I wouldn't laugh at anything you've actually prepared as a joke would I no it was a, it was a really fucking inappropriate I I was just miles away and I sniggered when you're talking about you having issues. But I, I genuinely, you know, just what? I, it was I take me. I take every opportunity to rip the piss out of you, but that was just incredibly bad timing. I was thinking of something <laughs> else and sniggered while you're bearing your soul to our yeah. listenership. So sorry about that. Why man. can't you focus, James? What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's the thing. Yeah, you got the thing. Yeah, yeah. I've been accused possibly fairly, for decades of being unable to commit. James, my therapist called me a wild horse. James, wild horse me. Perhaps you're just a wild horse, I am. But the reality was, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to sell my hopes. I was, the cost of rejection was actually too high. Too high for sex and too high for any relationship, actually, for me, for, well, for a long, long time. I was thinking about this, and the thought of going to a club is, is a really good example. It's baffling to me. They despise you in there, right? They, they, why would anyone yeah. subject themselves to that? Well, because you get to see boobs and willies and whatnot. I get that. But, you know, to, the idea that you'd be in that unequal thing where you weren't desired is, is ugh, ugh, horrible. That's it. It's all I can do. It's killed me. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. The whole, the, the, um, the, the uh, black dancing club thing. Etc. Even the, just the thought again of being the centre of attention is just. Uh, I don't know how you managed to work there for two years. To be honest, no. It, it, well, tips mostly, mate. <laughs> tips. Mm. Um, okay, so thank you for sharing. I've forgotten what you said. Look, luckily, I think my brain's just washed the thought of you ever being a sexual being out of reality because I can't remember okay. anything that you just said. So thank fuck yeah. for that. Um, right, we've got time. Um, 
for a weekly game of luckily unrelated what has James lost, forgotten, or mislaid this week. Now, I'm going to do you a favor, Alex, because I've had a couple of people now that have tried to quantify just how shit you are at this game. Mm. And what's come back is because I haven't uploaded all the videos to YouTube, we're a little bit short, but you're doing worse than you think and worse than I've said. So each week now, I'm going to give you options. Okay. You've got a choice of two quizzes. And the option this week, and what we'll do is the one yeah. that you don't choose, we'll keep it on there for next week, just in case. So you've got a choice. And the subject is hotels or laptops. It feels like what you've said is, I'm going to be kind to you, Alex. And what you've actually done is extend the shit game even further. Yeah, I know. I'll have the first one because I don't know what either of the two works. I wasn't listening. <clears throat> hotels and laptops, so you're going to go with hotels? Yes, please. Okay. Right. So I recently, uh, as you are aware, traveled and stayed in a hotel with the usual levels of success when it comes mm. to attending social events. <clears throat> but obviously, obviously, I left something behind in the hotel room. And I want you to have a pop at guessing what it was I left behind in the hotel room. So uh, if, if A is last last shred of your dignity, then I know what it is. <laughs> that went years ago, mate. It wasn't in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. So, so the first option is what did I leave behind in the hotel recently? Was it something that I could very fucking clearly get arrested for? And I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. Left it in the drawer. Um, was it um, my hairdryer, which as you you know is is vitally important to me mm. um or was it three phone charges oh that's good that's really good right i thank you i think that it can't be three phone charges because you're genuinely too stupid to have remembered three <laughs> phone charges in the first place <laughs> i think that because of EU laws, hair dryers don't have a suck function anymore, so you're not bothered about it. And therefore, I think you left something illegal in the drawer. Uh, you know what? That's pretty sound logic, but you're wrong. Oh. Um, I thought I had. I thought I had left something illegal in the drawer, but I hadn't, it turns out, Alex. But I did leave my hair dryer there, I believe. So um, <laughs> With yeah. suck function. With suck function, yeah. So that's another loss. I don't know how... I have no fucking idea what the score is, but ultimately, you, even when you're given an option, you're shit at this game. So on that that slightly disappointing note, expected note, who knows? We'll take a break and we'll be back for just the tip or spunk trumpeting, whatever you want to call it, in part three. Welcome back to the third and final part of episode 45 of the ADHD Adults, where we share... Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say awful? Yeah. For fuck's sake, you're undermining our podcast. It's bad enough as it is, this it's podcast. <sighs> right, so so those that do listen to the podcast and have stuck with us this far know that Alex sometimes nicks my answers for this part of the podcast, mm. and therefore um, this happened when I started to let him go first. I'm pretty sure he's not stolen my answers this week. Um, so I'm going to let you go first, Alex, with your top tips around ADHD and sex. Fire away, son, fire away, ding. <sighs> I'm not the person for this top tips. Oh. Uh, I, I, I suspect, James, you're going to say what I'm about to say, which is talking isn't mm. unsexy. Asking for validation isn't unsexy. If you need validation, it can be brilliant for you. If you're with an ADHD person in bed, in bed, James, where all sex should happen <laughs> in bed. We might, so if you are, we might not be paying attention to your needs, paying attention like everything else. If you have ADHD, try and remind yourself to check that you are paying attention in bed. Possibly the 
the be- the only tip really is, is try and maybe remove distractions. James, get out of my Fiat 500, for example. I'm with a lady here. <laughs> get any distractions, that sort of thing. And disclaimer here, my top tips aren't mine. They're obviously, they're in from an article in the medical news today, which is really good. I'll try and find it and stick it on the internet at some point. James, help. Thank you for your authentic top tips there, Alex, and for <laughs> yeah. bearing yourself. Actually, no, genuinely thank you for just not having to talk about you having sex and making me think about that awful, awful awful concepts but but you're yeah. right and again you probably have looked at my answer to some extent communication is at the center of almost all relationship issues whether one or both or none of you have got adhd and for sex it, it's almost more important than than any issue and, the, and this is for our international listeners by the way something that the british are not very good at talking about we're we're it, it's a stereotype but you know it's it's there's some validity to that we're not very good at openly talking about sex and that just compounds the problems associated with adhd and sex but it's so important so if you are a partner of somebody with adhd and this is something that that affects you you should hopefully have a relationship where the communication is strong enough that you can discuss this in a safe way it means sometimes it might be that you have to agree on a framework to talk about all things relationship wise and that means, you know, not using I and you, using neutral language, trying to take the the barbedness out of that conversation. But you've got to talk about these things because they just become an unspoken subject and things generally get worse. Relationship counselling, a specific ADHD relationship counselling or specific sex counselling can really help. I have some lived experience of this and somebody who thought they were going to get loads of money out of me and a partner, I won't name, um, and actually one session, and things things got better. It's also really important, again, that we're coming from this very, um, you know, cis male, heterosexual angle, and therefore a lot of this is kind of easier for men because you can now get, you know, Viagra over the counter, and therefore those issues with I can't maintain an erection when I'm thinking about crisps are somewhat mitigated by the fact that I can think about crisps all day if I've taken an erectile dysfunction tablet, and it's clearly not as easy for women to deal with some of the sexual dysfunction that they may be encountering because, again, we have a society that uh, is patriarchal and, you know, drug companies back in the 90s serendipitously discovered that uh, a medication designed for heart disease could cause massive prolonged erections. But in, in all bonus. of that... Yes, monkey, monkey bonus. So in, in all of that, it's, it's just, yeah, communication is the most important thing. If you can talk to each other openly and safely um and and if you if you can't then like i say there are really incredibly useful therapists out there who can help you discuss these issues in a way that does feel safe and where you don't feel kind of targeted or diminished in any way i think that's really like fundamental there's a um a lot of that feeling safe and all that is is powerful in yourself and there's a really famous quote completely uh uh, anonymous no one knows who said it but they said that everything in life is about sex except sex which is about power and I, I often mm. think of that when you're feeling powerless or you're feeling weak or RSD that actually that's what you need to work on not the sex itself being being powerful yeah you know I mean, emotionally Mr. safe oh no I thought you meant for me physically I mean Mrs. ADHD <laughs> now got bigger biceps than me so I just assume she's saying I've got to what overpower her or something I don't know I don't think anyway. you could no, I couldn't, mate. I mean, literally, have you seen her biceps? They are yeah. freakish. Now she's doing her pole fitness. They're freakishly large, and she does scare me, frankly. Mm, um, we haven't got a product recommendation of the week as such. But what I would say is um, 
don't get high and buy sex-related things off the internet. <laughs> don't. So, it's like anti-product recommendation. Yeah, it's, it's anti-product recommendation a week. It's basically <laughs> screen capture it and don't impulsively buy sex-related things when you're high off the internet because you'll never use them and they're difficult to sell. It's um, true, and, the, and so, the chili really hurts your eyes. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> so that was episode 45 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we discussed really awkwardly in Alex's case, ADHD and sex. If by a miracle you're still listening at this point, then and why not support the charity on the link provided? Because otherwise we're going to have to sell some of the naked photos of Alex that we've got on what is probably the world's most niche website to raise money. <laughs> Um, if you want to get in touch, obviously, you can contact us on the socials at ADHD Adult UK. Until next time, see you later. Bye, all. Trigger warning,